this will begin the start of our podcast. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Cryptic Deku. I'm Nix. I'm Madge. I'm Singh. Nice to meet you. I am Anne Murata. And we are not your kind. This series will start with our list of serial killers. So for the very first episode, we're going to be talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, trying to deconstruct his mindset into becoming one of the, I guess, world's craziest serial killers with his background. So I want you guys to pick up your feet and enjoy this podcast. So I'm going to have Nick start off with some little background history and stuff like that. And we'll go into it. All right. <clears throat> so basically starting off, you know, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer uh, as a teen, uh, you know, uh, had a bunch of homosexual fantasies built up. And from his, what his lawyer said, Gerald Boyle would uh, be obsessed and stalk people. Uh, basically, um, he had a curiosity of internal organs, skeletal structures of animals. So he would take roadkill and fucking like put it in jars of acid just to see how it would decompose. Um, to you. All right. So starting in '81, I'm gonna go before he was actually in the military. He actually murdered someone named Stephen Hicks after he was discharged from the army. And so pretty much how, like, from what I gathered inside the interviews that I watched, he doesn't necessarily know how or what caused his mindset to change into a compulsion, as, a, as he claims. So basically, it's like a need or desire to murder somebody or, like, just he gets a huge pleasure out of just, like, just like putting his victims to sleep and fucking just killing them right um so basically what he would do to his victims was he would go into bars or he would go into i guess bass back in the 80s to 90s i don't know what club bass really are do you guys know what clothes bass are really are or no. bath clubs uh, I guess it's like some sort of like strip tease and like a fucking bat, bathtub yeah. or some shit like that. I, I'm not. Oh. Did have before Pornhub? Excuse me? Pornhub before Pornhub? I guess. Pretty much. <laughs> but I was like thinking about it. You know, like fucking, it's kind of crazy because his way of doing it was he pretty much pays somebody, uh, uses his like, because uh, he's a very awkward person. He's quiet and shy. So. For someone like to lower their guard, it's pretty much simple. I mean, yeah. When, when during his high school years, he's always that weird kid in the back. Um, fucking, you know, he would like act out like irrationally, like fucking act like a dumbass just to keep like a fucking reputation or something. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't do that, Jeffrey. Pay attention. Stop drawing. It's like I- <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop killing animals exactly so basically um how he would do is pretty much drag them back to his into apartment he'd actually prepare the drug before the victim was even inside of his room once they were asleep uh that's pretty much game over he'd either strangle them he even tried to zombify some of them by drilling a hole in their skull and putting dilute uh dilute acid solution so mainly like bleach or anything to try to like keep the person preserved without them like being aware 
it's kind of fucked up to think about. It was either uh, that or like hot water, it said. Oh, or hot water too, yeah. But like, it's fucking, it's fucking crazy though. Like, one minute you're trying to like get some money, then you know get your deed over with. Next thing you know, you're fucking in a vegetable spate, getting state, trying to get your head drilled in by some fucking psycho. It's- you're about to fuck. Next second, you're a retard. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why? Fuck, <laughs> man. So we're gonna get into like the worst claims of his stuff. Um, basically, how this all started was he brought someone home when he was 15 because uh, his parents went through a di- uh, divorce, and he was the only one left, a- uh, left alone. His mom was went into the a mental ward. His dad left because he was tired of the relationship and shit. So there's this little Jeffrey, doesn't know what to do with himself. So what does he do? He fucking drags a cat, kills it inside of his like house. I think that's where his first murder was committed, from the interview that I read. Which is still pretty fucked up. Like I mean, I know there's like millions of kids and children who have like you know experienced divorces. I personally, but I don't think I've ever Same had like, a nature to fucking skin someone alive and you know. Um, start humping their fucking corpse and shit <laughs> yeah i'm gonna chop his dick off so like i guess what the creepy part about this interview was is that like how desensitized he was to his situation and surrounding like surroundings is just like he can just look you in the eye and say like you know i fucking murdered this guy with no ounce of remorse no you know just cold bloodedness like he doesn't understand what he's done but he understands what he's done at the same time. It's like, I guess, with the voice has, like, put him in a state of mind where he feels like he's numb. But his victims obviously aren't. Um, so, this is uh, his second killing, I believe, when he was around 20 to 21. He had brought a boy from a gay bar into his house. He, his, his words were, I wasn't intentionally trying to hurt him. But at the end of the night, after him having a couple drinks, he had broken this kid's ribs and fucking strangled him and also, you know, beat him to fucking death. Uh-huh. You, yeah. You talk, that would be Steven Tumai. He was 25. Uh, killed in a drunk rage and dismembered in his grandmother's basement. Wasn't there like a 14-year-old Asian kid that also got lured in by Jeffrey Dahmer? Like yeah, that was the next. That was the next victim. Yeah. Uh, but going back to uh, the victim that uh, Nick had just said, yeah, like he got a thrill out of it. It was like a he said like a surge of energy, like you know, like a thrill. And I was like, fuck, dude, I would have passed the fuck out if I saw that fucking blood. Yeah. <laughs> like no fucking you yeah, dude. In the trash, and none of the remains were found. He I must know. have a strong gut if he were to do all that work, like. But he said he liked it because he had control over the situation because yeah he didn't he didn't care about the victim's needs since the victim is obviously not capable of needing needs anymore i mean it's just uh man it's fucking crazy dude just one minute you're with this dude next minute you're fucking dead <laughs> without realizing what the fuck happened to you but speaking exactly. of, but speaking of uh with the kid um you have the name of the kid, Nick's, right? The 14-year-old? James Edward Doxtator, age 14. So basically... March 
Oh, sorry. You can, you can continue. Oh, no, no. Basically fucking strangle to death and dismember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the crazy part about that is uh, before he was able to kill that 14-year-old, he was able to manipulate the police into bringing the child back and even telling the police that they had, like, a relationship. In, yeah. In which he was obviously strangled and, you know, decapitated after that. Which is kind of fucked up. Like, thinking about it, he's like, he was 14. He had, like, a fucking, like, a lot of time to live and, you know, figure out his, where he was going to be when he grows up and shit. And then his life was taken by some crazy-ass fucking dude. And was also found naked in the middle of the street and bleeding. Like, I don't I don't understand how you can go from just a normal child into being a fucking abused and strangled. And then when you're almost able to escape, you get sucked back into the fucking hellhole you just got out of. Like, I don't... It's fucking crazy, dude. They should have done an investigation at least, you know. Well, they, they said they tried to. Even, like, I don't know why they fucking even back, even though Jeffrey said, oh, yeah, we you know me. He's my fucking lover. I'm like... Wasn't uh, exactly. Should have just arrested him like right then and there. Exactly. Like as soon as like, dude, if you do that shit now, you're definitely gonna get like you know the cuffs chained on you and shit. Like no fucking cat. Uh, Adam Rada, what do you think about this? What do you what do you think about this, Adam Rada? That's the seventies, very different time. Everybody was on acid, dude. Yeah, I guess. Basically, (laughs) good stuff, dude. Oh hell yeah! Seventies man. Fuck, but still, man, like it still doesn't give any like they like even the fucking uh, officers were like, wait, is he is he is where's the other kid at? And they're like, no, he's an adult. He's not a fucking adult. And you give him back anyway? Fuck, dude. It's fucking crazy, dude. I don't know. Just like thinking about our time now, and then their time back then is just completely different no wonder we're like so strict with rules and shit <laughs> you know what i mean what's a bit more disturbing is like listening to the phone call of the neighbor who reported because like when the kid was out there was like t- what two witnesses like seeing him on the streets and like literally asking the cop like this kid is 14 and like the cop's just literally like talking about it with it and it's like it bring like just like listening to it. It was bringing me chills, knowing the fact that it, it just. Ugh. Let's let's take a moment real quickly to think about like the child's like standpoint. No one who fucking believes you. <laughs> you don't have family because your family is nowhere around. I like I don't even know how the fuck he even got in contact with Jeffrey in the first place. Like, did he like stalk him? Did he like follow him? Like, there has to be a certain way of how him and fucking jeffrey oh, intertwined and met they actually it was in a documentary movie they met in a store and how he <laughs> lured in the kid was with like shoes like hey if i buy you these shoes can i take pictures of you from there they went to his apartment you know he put the drugs into like a soda or something like that as that was going on you know the drill all that should happen pretty much how it all started fuck dude God damn, that dude's fucking crazy. My apologies, fuck. <laughs> it's okay, no worries. All right, so we just kind of wrapped up the kid, the 14-year-old kid, which you identified, Nick. So here's the craziest part, too. 
Jeffrey also got a hold of his 13 year old brother and strangled him also. Well, actually, he fought with him first and then fucking choked the shit out of him and then killed him. His name, I cannot pronounce his name for shit. Um, Ooh, what is it? I want to try. It's like Conorak Synthesimophone. I don't fucking know. Is it in the Discord? Yeah, yeah. I was like listening to the interview. It's like a really weird like name. The younger like, we'll brother. We'll just call him Connor. We'll just call him Connor. Yeah. Yeah. The younger brother of the boy Dahmer had assaulted in 1988. He was drugged and had hydraulic acid injected into his brain before Dahmer left the youth unattended as he left the apartment to purchase beer. When he returned and discovered the boy naked and disoriented in the street with three distressed women attempting to assist him, when the police arrived, Dahmer persuaded them he and him were lovers. That's fucking disturbing, dude. Like, that, that's so fucked up. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, he, like, his. Please. Yeah, it didn't really seem that difficult from how he did it. I think it's because of that shy. He was like, he was basically, he's a really good manipulator. Like, yeah. He knew what his, uh, what he was capable of by using that shy tactic into luring people into a false sense of security and he knew how to do it yeah and if he knew when it comes to the police like if he comes at them with like a like a more aggressive demeanor or anything that kind of gives him away obviously he's gonna get you know arrested and you know convicted but it's right. crazy how he did this not only once but twice <laughs> you know what i mean yes he he could have gotten away um, with Tracy Edwards was his name. Yeah, uh, the one that accused him of, uh, well, accused him of eating his good. That's gonna eat his heart from his words. But he's the one who actually went with Dahmer into his apartment, ran away, handcuffed, and you know, told local police that uh, what Dahmer's. Uh, yeah, he led. He led them back to his apartment. Fuck, man. I- <laughs> He he almost convinced police that it was all a misunderstanding, but they found like the Polaroids of like all the dismembered bodies and shit. Yep, and that's how that's what gave it away. But during that time, in the mind of uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, while he was being accused, he was he was he told me he was all hazy inside the interview. He was hazy. He was like you know, like unaware. The first thing he said was, "Just let them in. Get the key. They're probably gonna find more." And they did, so he just kind of like just let it be. He even helped them identify the bodies that were on those Polaroids too. And the cra- the crazy part was, the ten out of seventeen victims that were identified were African Americans. Mm-hmm. So of course, people during that time thought you know it was some type of like racial you know racial spur about to go on. But he said in his in his time of meeting the handsome gentleman. It was based on their beauty, not necessarily the color of their skin. So it wasn't like some type of like racist action against him. I guess he what he's saying is African American males are more appealing to him. So it was like a coincidence. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily because of they were black, because of they they were handsome and stuff. Which is still kinda like crazy to think about. He <laughs> Funny how he would cut their dicks off. You put lipstick on and suck the dicks off. 
like the dismembered dicks. Are you sorry about that? Oh god. <laughs> oh god, dude. God. Um, at least uh, because like at least he didn't like I, I'm just saying at least he didn't have to cannibalize the dick, <laughs> even though he was cannibalizing the eating of the heart and muscle, but. His his way of doing everything was him feeling united with the victims that he killed. Like think of it like a human centipede. They're all connected as one, but they're all separate. Don't talk about that movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck that movie. Also teeth. But fucking dude, it, it's fucking insane to think about like where hit where he was just a normal kid. His parents got divorced. During that time of experiencing, uh, you know, homosexuality, which he is a homosexual, he just doesn't know how to understand it, that it's normal and fine. He took it as in, like, fuck, I'm not that. I'm going to reject it. And him rejecting it caused more of a curiosity, which came into convulsions. And that's how his killing spree started. That's why, if you notice, all his targets are men and never women. There's not one woman on here that I can see. Unless you know any more information about that, Nix, which I don't think he's... No, all men. Exactly, all men. So just the back of my Many theory. boys. So just, like, deconstructing his type of thinking is just that that's what caused it. Because he's gay, he didn't know how to deal with it since his both of his parents were technically not in the picture when he turned 18. Um, Kind of went down a, like, fucking spiral. I think, like... It doesn't even like that's only like a a little tip of what he's actually like done and caused. Um, during the times when he was working at Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, he brought a human skull with him inside a cooler container and left it in a locker. And it was his sign, like his way of um, feeling. Oh yeah, I'm like a badass. Like you know, when some people flaunt off like a Lamborghini or some like nice ass Jordans and shit. That was his way of gloating and flaunting that. Yeah, that's right. Um, I fucking killed somebody. I got a fucking skull in my locker. What yeah. the fuck are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> and if you try some shit, During... I'm going to make you the second fucking person in that shit. <laughs> oh, God. During his time of confusion, he actually, uh, like, because here's what he would find people who, like, bet, best fit his, like, ideal body. Um, but, uh, during his time of confusion, he stole a mannequin from a, a Milwaukee department store. And he also he also stole a freshly buried body from a cemetery. I've never I haven't heard that one in the interview How yet. Do you what the steal fuck? A body from a grave. I mean, you you would have to dig up the body, take it out of the coffin, yeah. and then run away with it. What the, like, <laughs> but how? Like how what was his like plan for that though? Mine now to fuck it well that plus he also says here that he wanted to make a kind of like an altar out of all of his victims as a way of like communion like like the same thing he said about <laughs> eating the victims he wants he wants to feel united so in his way of doing that he wanted an altar full of his victims like skeletal like skeletons and shit which also plays into the polaroid because uh he took the polaroid pictures of all his victims too as a sign of their beauty when they were you know dead and obviously when you're dead you don't stay the same you decompose so it was like honoring them i guess i don't know it's weird dude it's bizarre thinking it's very bizarre he also okay here's another thing that which also played into the altar um 
you know the exorcist 3 if you guys seen it yeah yeah so when he would watch it he would feel feelings of evil and pervertedness like uh like yeah. he finds pleasure in that like it's what kind of like helps him become more compulsive of like how everything in that movie kind of like warped his fucking mind which i mean i don't know about you you would have needed a demonic entity inside your body in order to feel any kind of like thing from it otherwise it's just a fucking movie but like that sick fuck <laughs> fuck dude i don't know dude like fuck man like just fucking ah like ah, i don't even know what to like even do or even say because like just trying to think about being one of those victims and not really aware of your surroundings is just fucking scary dude and the next you know you're some fucking prop for a fucking altar and shit or you know i don't know man see um what about you Adorado? what you think about this shit i mean i don't know a lot about serial killers i mean i'm just waiting for netflix to choose what you're gonna make jeffrey Dahmer on the next special (laughs) (laughs) on today's story on netflix jeffrey Dahmer, the case that was never solved netflix originals are we gonna keep up the track you're gonna choose like can we have Gordon blue be jeffrey Dahmer? (laughs) fuck man when you look this, when you look see. back at what he did and like the fucking photographs you will find on the internet it's disturbing as hell like any victim that he would have he'll like put them in yoga poses with like their heads off and everything like even didn't he like what, what was it cut off some guys like t- testicles or something and it was like a black guy painted it white uh, yeah. it was a, it was a penis that Nick's he, brought up earlier he 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 painted it white, put lipstick on, and he would suck them <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> they look around. Who the fuck put lipstick on this dick? <laughs> this is Jeffrey. <laughs> I didn't. Bro, imagine being caught with like a fucking dismembered dick. Like, <sighs> bro, that's basically like a che- that's a poor it's man's dildo. Though, though. I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's like really soft. <laughs> And until it like falls apart from it decomposing, Ugh. it's like it's my friend. Oh, that dick still just fall apart after a few years, you know. We'll probably like tape it back together. He's like, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> fucking just throw that shit across the room and use the fucking. <laughs> God damn! Did you guys hear that? Yeah. You need to calm the fuck down. My Alexa, she eated herself off. Um, <laughs> fucking shit, man. Yeah, but the FBI is here. FBI gets in. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. So I want to talk more about his, like, uh, dilute, uh, dilute acid solution. Basically, bleach or hot water. Like, yeah. what fucking, why? Like, I know you want to preserve the victim so they wouldn't necessarily, like, be aware, let alone have feelings or emotion. Uh, but he... He he hated it when partners would move during sex. That that's also goes back so, in the sign of control too. Fuck. So basically to like get them to be all dumb dumb, <laughs> he would drill holes in dumb. their head and <laughs> holes and shit. And 
none of the attempts were successful. Yeah, they know none of them were. And I was like, what, like, okay, I'm guessing it went like this. First, he tried using bleach. Bleach didn't work. Then he tried using hot water. I don't know why hot water would work in the first place. Um, I guess he was trying to look up some old shit on the internet that might zombify somebody. And I call it a zombifying have state you, since they don't really move. Have you ever seen um, the, uh, the, the show uh, fucking Hannibal? Yeah, I've seen a couple. Where um, he fucking, he cooked uh, Ray Liotta's brain right in front of him. Oh, shit. <laughs> and fucking, he was in that dumb, dumb bubblegum state. Dumb, dumb bubblegum. <laughs> Oh man. So little Jeffrey. Little Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, he's so adorable. Yeah, he was until he got into taxidermy. <laughs> like he was really he was mm-hmm. in, really interested in like turning cats and animals into like this fucking doll I think. Which connecting it back to the control and domination also to his sexual fantasies where he just like the victim to move, that would make sense. Also for the, you know, anatomy of, you know, skeletal of someone's body too. See she fuck. She <laughs> it's like fuck, man. Like imagine being Jeffrey's friend at this point when you don't see any signs of him like doing all this Does shit. He even have friends? And as as he had friend he, he had friends back in high school, had- but he wasn't really close to them. After when he That's cause he was acting like a dumbass. Yeah. When he turned eighteen and you know, all of his parental issues kind of seeped into his brain um that's when he just lost contact with everybody from what it said i say, say even before that because you know it started when he was 15 and 16 years old he said it started at 15 and then 16 it started growing stronger so eventually as fine wine likes to age after a few years it becomes <laughs> probably one of the strongest things you can ever taste in this case he wanted human flesh he wanted dick <laughs> and uh, also penises he, he wanted some penises oh yes this is my fine uh, my fine penis it's gonna age for 20 <laughs> years source from France <laughs> yeah alright let's talk about one of the probably the worst parts about this uh, interview the family of all the victims and how they reacted to his uh, cold dead oh, yeah. lifeless yeah. Uh-huh. demeanor from what i've seen in one of the video, one of the interviews it showed like a lot of black families were like really they were devastated but they also like figured they were just asking like was it because of the race was it because of sexuality and he's like it's nothing to do with that and the whole reason as to why it was like just like answering the question it was just all about beauty to him at some point it was just from one of the interviews. I just kind of want to add, like, it'd be great that you like the beauty, but the fact that they're not here anymore, you just kind of, like, ruined all that for someone else <laughs> to say. Like, you enjoyed it for yourself, just not for the other person. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, look at you, looking so cute and can't move and all sexy like. I'm gonna need you to calm down. Oh, shit, you cut my dick off. <laughs> Yeah. What are you gonna do, that? little daddy? Oh my god! Are you gonna drill me? <laughs> I think he's drilled in his fucking skull. 
so yeah this was also why um i thought was was really like really eerie about the whole um trial is that like in his way he was trying to make amends with all the families like he even said in his interview like they probably all want me dead and i can't blame them from that like i i know how typically how they feel but he generally doesn't know how they feel <laughs> so his way of trying to give his condolences was him being quiet and that's why another reason why he took off his glasses because he didn't want to see any of his victims families looking at him or making eye contact he just he's just rather be blind throughout the whole trial i don't i don't fucking blame him on that one um jeffrey what are you <laughs> doing in my apartment <laughs> <Aha>. <laughs> what you got that drill for <laughs> That's <cute> to me. <laughs> oh there's a lot of bleach over here uh you like to wash don't you clean a lot it's <laughs> mm. a lot of a lot of pills you got here you trying to trying to have a fun time Oh, he, he was a big fan of the Cosby method. Really the was. Cosby method. <laughs> so, oh, oh, he just kind of reminded me. So, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was one of the psychologists that uh, was evaluating Dahmer and how his actions were. He usually says when uh, serial killers like to kill, they like the thrill of the person yelling and screaming and running away. In this case... Jeffrey always like you know sedated his victims they were never like aware and if they were aware that's where he came in with the drill and made them zombified um fucking shit though like he wasn't a normal serial killer it's almost like he was playing with his food quote unquote um it's like I the best way I can like try to like convey it is that his prey was obviously like the beautiful ones like when you go for um i'm gonna say like deer you don't want a deer that's kind of sick and bleeding out and you know that doesn't look tasty and delicious you want one that looks fucking plump juicy it's running at 100 miles per hour so fucking thick you fucking thick so i guess that's how he took his uh his i guess victims into account too is just um you know by their beauty they don't look sick they look healthy you know they got that posture that big that big dick energy if you know what i'm saying um <laughs> oh, oh look at that big bulgy wulgy I, I can't wait to drill you in your forehead and ride that shit all night long unless he was the one controlling them which it, he was so he'd be fucking them which is still concerning. I wonder if he like okay, not like not to go too far into this fucking necrophilia type shit. I wonder if he was fucking them and jerking them off at the same time. He actually one of them he was like in the okay. This like goes back towards the movie. Like apparently when he drugged the kid and when the kid was like asleep for the first time, he was like masturbating while smoking a cigarette right in front of the kid. Like it's fucked up. Cigarette? Yeah, he was, like, smoking while just jerking off to the kid. But then there's also, like... I I just see him as a big fan of, yeah, like, earlier when we discussed, like... He doesn't like his victims to move. Because, like, even during, like, the gay bars or anything, he would just, like, fuck them in the rooms and all that. And they're, like, passed out. Like, fuck. He liked... He liked the lolly yowie. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? You've been quiet, like, this entire time. What? Open your fucking mouth. I 
think you haven't really said anything. No, I think it's really fucked up. But everyone has like taken what I was gonna say, so you know. I just know nothing about that. Doesn't mean you can say your own opinion. I mean, yeah, but I do think it's really fucked up. And like, but why? Okay, hold on. I have a, I have a question. Like, I would just wonder what was going through his mind when he was just like doing everything to these kids. I don't think he felt an ounce of. Oh, actually, you know what? He did. You, he did. He. There's a few times where he felt an ounce of remorse, but his like his compulsion was just so fucking strong. He, he like think of the Incredible Hulk, like back when Bruce Banner was barely starting out. He had no control of the Hulk, and then if he did, it was like brief moments of it. But then you know he went back to his normal state. So while he was doing all this shit to you know his victims. It. It, it went from, oh, shit, you know, I feel bad about this, into, fuck it, I'm gonna fucking tear this little bitch up, you know what I mean? <clears throat> just like, and eh, do I really want to kill this kid? Like, I feel sad and everything, just like... <laughs> In the words of the Incredible Hulk, I see this as a win-win situation. Oh my I wonder, God. like, do they have videos? <laughs> like, does did he ever record his victims or anything? No. Or just took photos? No, no. Just photos. Just took photos. You, got, you gotta admit, he was clean with how he did things, too. Um... Yeah, you know, caught for like I don't fucking 13 how long? Years. Thirteen years. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck can you like carry a skull with you without anybody noticing it? Because I guarantee you, if he was in the locker room when no one was around, fucking like kissing it or you know stroking it like it's a cat or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It's a weird shit. What happened? just popped his dick <gasps> on you know what that Probably, he's like you know what that whole like keeping the skull thing reminds me the of skull fuck it reminds you. me of like um <clears throat> like the you know the game the walking dead like yeah. in there yeah. um it was like season one or no it was not season one it was like the first um game out of like four and it was like when lee was still alive and it was like they oh, were heading yeah. to um i forgot where they were heading but they finally like got there because clementine was trying to find her parents and um and they found like i think they found this guy in an apartment and he had his wife's zombified head in like a bag like in the hotel room just like keeping it there shit i mean fuck if you want to get laid when in doubt, you just gotta kill someone. Gotta sometimes, sometimes it costs everything to have a little bit of pleasure. In this case, there was so much pleasure to give, I couldn't contain it. <laughs> like, you know. I feel like Tom's fucking last meal was like five <laughs> guys or some shit. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk about his death. Because uh, I I don't really know much about how he died. All I know is about some big black dude stuck a broom up his ass and killed him. He, yeah. He he beat the shit. Out. He died from head trauma, but fuck it, he just beat the shit out of him and shoved a big fucking broomstick up yeah, his ass. Yeah, it was like a, uh, it was like an enemy that did that. He probably damn. liked it. He was like, "Here, yeah, actually, no, he wouldn't like it because you know he likes to be in control. Oh, he doesn't have control yes. of the situation. He's fucking panicking." Especially when uh you get head trauma from getting your fucking skull smashed into the goddamn floor, especially if you know it's tile. Um, and guarantee you where this happened, it had to be inside a bathroom. I mean let's look at That's this. the only way. Let's look at it this way. He pretty much got a taste of his own medicine. Cause like this motherfucker 
drug the victims for their head they get fucked over and basically fucked them he gets head trauma I, except he didn't did, he didn't get his dick yeah, let's say I'd say I'd say no because he needed to happen 16 more times. Actually, 18 if he clowns Stephen Hicks. So yeah. So pretty much one out of 18 times uh, isn't enough for me personally, because I feel like killing just to kill because you don't have anything else to do, let alone you don't know yourself, is not an excuse. Um, like I said. His mental issues dated from his, you know, parents splitting up in his divorce and him being alone. So he didn't know of a proper way to, um, you know, express it. He also states in his interview that um, even when he was out in the army, he still had those senses of emotions, but he didn't know how to control it mentally or physically. So he just let them overpower him. He's like weak to this shit. It's like the same equivalent to, uh, you know, a mental patient having someone uh, in their head and telling them, oh, hey, you see that woman over there? Go to fucking go break her neck or, you know, make a scene or some shit like that. They don't have Fuck that bitch up. Exactly. They don't have control over what's going on. And I think the most chilling part is that, like, even when um, she, uh, the interviewer asked him uh if you were out right now and weren't caught would you still do it again he said yeah i most likely would and i was shit. like so you didn't learn a damn thing bro <laughs> you didn't learn shit <laughs> you didn't even he's just that desensitized to his it's like you're if you're in your own world and you know you're hurting people you know what's going on but yet you're you're not able to control yourself is just an impulse an impulse that causes people's lives and just for your selfish tendencies it's not right if you guys i mean i'm not trying to i'm not trying to make a dragon ball z quote or anything but like uh <laughs> during this moment <laughs> there's this thing called majin boo basically in his final state he turns into kid boo where he just has relentless tension to kill people and take their lives away and goku happens to say when you take people's lives away it's fucking wrong especially when they don't deserve to die it's not. Why do you go Dragon Ball Z to everything? I don't know, because I'm a fucking... I love like, Dragon Ball Z. Just connected Goku to Jeffrey Dahmer. Actually, Majin Buu to Jeffrey Dahmer. Fucking Dragon Ball in general. Huh? Jeffrey Dahmer was weeb too. His favorite anime was Full Metal Alchemist. Oh shit, really? Oh fuck. <laughs> oh, I was, I was gonna say. <laughs> Dude, having someone who has like issues learn alchemy, that's just yeah, asking how would he, for more people's heads to get I'm drilled in. Full metal, how do you see Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> full Metal Alchemist came out like 10 years ago. He died like 4 years ago. Jeffrey Dahmer really died 4 years ago? He died no. in prison, didn't he? Yeah, no, no, no. He did die in prison. Yeah. He got. We, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Wait. How long ago did he die? Like in 19. Like no. What? He. Died in 1994. Yeah. Oh shit! No, a year after, no, a year before I was born. No, Fuck, that's crazy. November 28, 1994. Yeah. November 28. Oh, he was Scorpio. <laughs> oh god. Let's see. Um. Fuck. <laughs> um. I mean, I'm gonna have to. Like, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I was gonna say. Um, back to when they caught him. Fucking when Tracy brought him back brought the police back to his apartment um they found all the polaroids fucking they also found um 
let's see like full-on fucking photo albums of all the body parts several heads were in the refrigerator two skulls on the computer and a 57 gallon drum containing several bodies decomposing in chemicals what the fuck is this futurama (laughs) (laughs) bruh like it was so okay you said inside a drum yeah in in like an like an instrument drum or like a uh no no Big ass fucking oh. barrel. A big ass fucking. Barrel. I thought it was a drum drum, like a. So he, you can see that here he's learned well from the cartel. <laughs> you know, obviously he was fucking found guilty. He was sentenced sentenced to life and convicted of first degree murder, child molestation, indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, and public intoxication. Wait, they signed him for public intoxication. Yeah. That's a weird one because usually he would get drunk at the apartment, not necessarily on the streets. Unless he would get slammed yeah, at the bar, taken back to his house. I think they were just finding every reason just to put him in fucking jail. That's that, that sounds thought. like the case because that one's a weird case, but you know, the more the merrier. <laughs> I guess whoever. No, just add it. Hmm? Add as much shit as possible because. Fuck this guy. I get, I, dude. I guarantee you, the people, the police who took him in that day got a huge fucking raise. Like, no fucking doubt. Yeah. We thought what was a small fry was actually a bigger catch than we thought. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck, man. Ohio is scary. Fuck that place. I kind of find it weird. Okay, this is like probably coming from me, or like on the weird end. You know, for a psychotic killer, he's not that bad looking. Like, am I the only one that thinks that? Alright, you just confirmed you want your drilled... No! You had drilled. <laughs> That's fine with me. I mean, he's a... No, like, no, like he's a good-looking guy. Just, if he hadn't done that, then okay. Quit fucking capping! <laughs> Quit fucking capping! You sound like you, you're gonna be one of his Stop victims, right like, no, easily. No. I'm just... You're gonna become a fucking I'm just saying, like I'm not trying to like make it like. Uh, I don't know. He just looks like those that type of dude who wears New Balances and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like... I mean, you ain't wrong. Okay. Question is, if he was here, like in this time period, would he wear black Air Forces or black tips? Mm-hmm. Those Air Force ones, you already know. It would be the black Air Force <laughs> ones, because after he kills you, you know he's stealing your body parts. Honestly. Yeah. Oh no, he might he may flax his new fucking skeleton shoes and shit. <laughs> Is that real bone? Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but I mean it's just like okay. If we were all in nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety three before he I guess before he got incarcerated and everything, he could have been walking among us, just normal person, wouldn't know shit about him, just like Ned Flanders type humble. But reality, he's this fucking crazy ass psycho. Put the lotion on his skin, let's get the hose again. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 he put the body on the bed unless it gets a drill again. <laughs> Let me get my camera. Let me get my camera. The victim. Say cheese. The victim was probably like, cut the cameras, dead ass. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. The victims couldn't say shit, and once they had bleach and hot water in their That's skull. 
and so in, they did. So in total, do you know how, what his kill count is? Because I know there's 17 right off the bat, but I think there's more, right? Um, it's just confirmed as 17. There was probably there's probably more. about a good 10 to 15 more easily. And just to let you guys know, there's actually one person who did survive. He didn't give out his name, but um, he was basically attacked by Jeffrey one night. He got hit over the head with a, like a wrench, but somehow managed to escape. So out of 17 victims and the ones that aren't necessarily counted up, he's the only one to survive and talk about the tale. Damn. Oof. I wish you could have exposed his name. I wish too, but at the same time... But like, I kind of feel it, I guess. Tracy Edwards doesn't count. I wonder what he Ugh. saw. Tracy Edwards. Is t- oh, Tracy Edwards too. Sorry, Tracy Edwards too. Well, technically, was he was he attacked though? Like I know, uh, he ran away once. Yeah. Once Dahmer said, "I'm going to eat your hearts." I can hear the beating in your chest, oh boy. My I'm gonna eat your dick <laughs> and your heart. Oh, give me chills. Because you are, and I love you for you. I wonder. I wonder if like he made a joke like, "Gets what's sweeter than white meat." Duck. How romantic. <laughs> so, and into the end conclusion of today's podcast, what did you guys think about it? Shit. I don't. You know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a school shooter. For real. He is a school. He is a school shooter. If you think about it, he's he doesn't shoot with a gun though. He shoots with a drill. Oh my god! Oh my god. He's like the hang singing slasher. Dash dinging. All right, Adam Roddy, you got anything to say? I came in very unprepared, and I, I still am. I'm still very lost mentally. <laughs> It's okay. Don't worry. So on the next um, serial killer we do, aka the next episode, we're gonna be do Ed, we're gonna do Ed Gein. Um, pretty much what he's known as the real Leatherface. Next <laughs> <laughs> podcast is gonna cost us an arm and a leg. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty killer. Like ooh. <laughs> 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 it's gonna stay a really shitty joke, but I'm gonna stop. <laughs> it's time to put on some new skin. Watch with yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you. I'm gonna hold Did you, you know hostage. That... Did you know that Jeffrey Dahmer was a smoker? They found a pile of butts behind his couch. <laughs> but what did he smoke? That's the real question. Was he like a Marlboro? Yeah. Kind he of smoked. Guy, he power puffed his victims to death. Or was he, he was the asshole? He was a peanut. Butter. That's a what fun he. Fact, he's also a pothead because he smoked weed back then. Bro, he didn't. He didn't like Tic Tacs or gum. I, I know that because he he preferred Mentos. He was snapping to your Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> So, just want to say thank you to all my co-hosts. I'm Cryptic. I'm, I'm Nix. I'm Sing. I'm Anne And thank you for joining We Are Not Your Kind. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.